Hi, welcome to the Bread Podcast, where we express and respond to God's creative nature. Bread stands for beauty, response, expression, and art in daily life. So we're your hosts. I'm Ariel. I'm Andy. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about art and worship and how they correlate. So Andy, um, just for a little like intro, uh, what is a quirk that you have or do? <laughs> a quirk that I have. So recently, because of this quarantine and because we can't really go out as much as we can, as comfortably as we can, I've been kind of, I would say it's like fashion, fa- fashion or like upkeep. How about that? Like upkeep wise, I've been kind of dabbling and being a little uh, out there. So like my hair, I cut my hair like really, really like right now. It's not that bad, actually. But before it was like really buzzed. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you've seen it. But yeah, so that I think is a little quirky for me because I usually don't cut my hair. But more than that. I started growing out my mustache uh, and like my beard. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> listeners, you guys can't really see it, but I kind of have like a love-hate relationship with it. Like I know it doesn't look the best, but it feels good to ruffle my hands through it. He kind of looks um, like a Captain Hook without the <laughs> the long without the handlebars just, or like yeah, the little the edges. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I think this is this is probably really quirky right now. Just growing out my mustache. Yeah, that's my recent quirk. All right, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Your turn. Um, <clears throat> what is a quirk that you have or do? I think I have a lot of them, but one of them uh, that comes to mind is I get distracted by music very easily. So, like, it could be annoying to be honest. Um, if I'm talking to somebody. And a song that I love or know starts to play in the background or like wherever we're at, it takes my focus completely off of whatever it is (laughs) the other person is saying. And if, if the other person is like saying something really serious, I have to try really hard to like get back into the zone. But if it's something more playful, like I'll just give into it and I start like lip syncing. Um, or I'll just start singing to whatever song that is. I get distracted by music very easily. Um, and I turn whatever object around me into a microphone, <laughs> whatever object mm. I have around me into a microphone. I think that's yes, really I've funny. Seen, I've seen that. I've seen that in person. Yeah, I do it all the time. <laughs> I do it all the time at home, even when I'm alone. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Dang. All right. Um, first question I want to ask is what is art? So I actually looked this up the other day and the actual definition of art is the expression or application of human creative skills and imagination. And Mm. to me, I thought that really made me think a lot deeper about art because I think as people, we tend to be kind of close-minded about art and think that it's only related to either like theatrical arts, you know, like that kind of stuff. So people get sort of a certain idea of what it is. But when I thought about the creative skill aspect and the imagination, that's honestly in so many different areas other than the typical art forms that we think of that come to mind initially. Um, Mm. 
So I think that art with that, I would say that art is very subjective. I would say that honestly, anybody, even if they're not musically inclined or, um, you know, artistically inclined in general, whatever it is that they're doing, if they're being creative, if it's them expressing themselves through their skills, through their imagination, like that's art, you know, like, um, also I say art is subjective because I think that some people look at certain art and think that's not art because I don't, I don't relate to it. I think mm-hmm. it's like something I don't that's very, with it kind of thing. yeah, because I use this example before, but if you draw a picture as a little kid, if you draw a picture for your mom and it's little stick figures, <laughs> you know, to her, that's art because you mean so much to her. She loves wow. you. And to her, that's precious and that's valuable. And that means something to her. But if you were to draw that picture and give it to a stranger who they don't know you and you may not mean as much to them, that may not be exactly art to them. Mm. So I think art is something that's very, very broad. At least that's how I view it. And I know some people would probably disagree. (laughs) But I agree. Yeah. What about you? What what exactly? How would you define art? Yeah, I want to go off of what you said, Ariel, about subjectivity in art. I think that's like, yeah, that you nailed it on the head. It's very subjective, but I think there's a lot of, I think, assurance and encouragement that comes from what you just said, because even if you don't think something is artistic and maybe you you want to be an artist and maybe you're creating something, even though other people might not think it's artistic, there's going to be people that might like it because they know where you're coming from. And I think that's encouraging. Like there's the aspect of there's always going to be people that maybe don't see what you're going for in art as an artist, but there will always be people that also relate to it and vibe with it because of that subjective aspect. Um, mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. I art. like that. Can I say, can I add something? Yes. Yes. Um, of course. <clears throat> I was actually having this discussion with my brother <laughs> last night. We were talking about art because my brother, he's very talented. He's a musician, songwriter, producer. Um, and he's trying to get me to write a song. <laughs> and this the song he's like wanting me to just like think of things that make me very vulnerable and I was just having a hard time because he's like come on give me give me some lyrics he wants me to write lyrics to put to his song and I keep putting it off and I'm like no I don't I don't think I want to so he was like why why won't you just write the lyrics. And I told him Mm. that it's too vulnerable for me. I didn't like the idea of him, uh, reading my personal thoughts, like, cause I journal every night and I told him I have no problem getting into my feels and my thoughts, but I don't like the idea of someone else reading them. And he brought up this idea about art that as artists, when you create that it's important to create for 
not only for yourself to see, but it's important to put it out there because here's the analogy of when you live with someone that you don't really know. He was like, see, I know who I am when I'm alone. Like if I live alone, I know all the things that I do, but I don't get to know a deeper level of myself until I live with someone. Cause then I see another side to myself in response to how they behave and how they act. And he was like, it's the same with art, you know, like you may like to create and keep it to yourself, but you get to know a deeper level of your art and yourself when you put it out there and you could see people's response to your art. I don't know. That was just mind blowing for me. I was like, wow. Cause when he used the analogy of living with someone, like you do get to know yourself on a deeper level when it's not just kept to yourself, but when you share things with people. Yeah. No, yeah, no. There, I think what you might be touching on is, I think Martin Scorsese, he says this a lot. Like he talks about how the most personal work is the most creative work. Mm. So like when you're really, when you're really creating or making art, or being artistic from a place of vulnerability, from a place of openness and a place of like, even I need to get this out of my system because this is like inside. Mm-hmm. That can be like the most cathartic for the artists themselves. But I feel like other people that are like viewing this art, it could have the same effect where it kind of empowers them to also be vulnerable and be open. As long as with how you said, like when you share that part of yourself to others, you get mm-hmm. a deeper appreciation of the way you're made too, because you shared it. And like, so there's a lot there, I think, that your brother and you were discussing about mm-hmm. art. So now that we've discussed art, let's talk about worship. How would you define worship? What is worship to you? Worship to me, so worship is I liken it to longing. Like I think when you worship fully, you worship because you desire that thing that you worship and you long for it very deeply. So I think worship is the act and the heart posture that comes out when you really long for something. So for me, if I love God, if I long for God, if I really, really desire to be with God, I feel like everything that I do outwardly can be worship unto God. If it's like all in the lens of I'm going after that one thing, God, you know? So yeah, I actually read a book a couple months back by James K.A. Smith. He's a Christian theologian called You Are What You Love. And he talks about how Everyone worships, like every human being worships. It's just, it comes out differently. But to say that not everyone worships is a flawed concept because everyone worships because everyone longs and everyone loves something and everyone is going towards something, if that makes sense. So I would say worship is when you long for something, after you long and you want that one thing, whatever comes out of you, that's like worship, if that makes Mm. sense. Yeah. That's good. Mm. <clears throat> so that's like, would you say that's very more personal to you? 
As in that's how you personally view worship or would you say that that's something that's more like if someone were to ask you to help them understand worship, that's mm, what you yeah. would say? I would, so I would never preach to them unless like we have that kind of context, you know? Mm. Like if it was my, like my best friend, right? We had countless conversations about God, then I have no problem like preaching and being open that way. But if it was just someone who was just asking me a question of, yeah, is that like how to worship? Then I would try to be like, this is how I do it in the hopes that maybe they can take something from it. But um, I would say it's a bit of both. I would say a lot of it is the way I'm wired, the way I see worship and the way I view it. But I think there is a truth there that like I took philosophy in college. Sorry, I'm like going from A, B, C, D. I took philosophy in college and there is this like, there's this philosopher called Descartes. Have you heard of Descartes? No. D-E-S, Cartes or something like that. Yeah. Mm. But he talks about how we're humans because we think, if that mm. makes sense. And let me try to keep this as concise as possible. I, that's what I thought too. And I think a lot of Christians, a lot of believers in this modern day and age, we believe that if we have more knowledge about God, then we're more disciples of God. Mm. It's almost like disciples is likened to learning. Like you have to keep learning, right? But, and so it's like, I think this, this kind of thinking is a very Western type of thinking. And a lot of people just accept it where it's like, I am because I think and I have thoughts. But mm. I actually don't think that's the most human thing. I think the most human thing is it comes out of, this place of when you want something, when you long for something, when you desire something. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what I'm, that's where I'm kind of basing my idea of worship off of. You don't worship because you think that you should love something. You worship because you love that something and you just kind of go for it, you know? So mm -hmm. I think worship, worship has a lot to do with, yeah, like the heart. Like I really want this thing. And like the way I respond is worship whether that be singing, whether that be creating, whether that be being a great son to your parents. Um, yeah, that's how I view worship. Wow. Um, so for me, <clears throat> yeah, worship, this is something that I think I probably will sound like a broken record for the rest of my life, but it's okay because it's just... Unless God gives me a different revelation, this is the re revelation of worship that I've gotten. Um, obviously, worship is surrender. But to me, worship is about my focus. It's about making the focus of everything that I do in my life be about God and not about myself. Because as people, we have a tendency to be very self-focused. That's where self-consciousness comes from. Like we're very conscious of self. It's kind of like we're revolving around ourselves. And I think worship is when we're revolving around God, Christ, our creator. And so for me, I try to be very intentional in being in a state of worship with my life, with everything, by trying not to be so self-conscious by every time I'm tempted to think about myself or not only just the things I'm good at, but my insecurities, whatever it is, 
that's focused on me, that's being very self-conscious. And so to me, the counteractor of that, of worship, is being very God-conscious, being very God-focused with everything that I do. And I think that that pretty much just, like, sums it up for me. Obviously, we know Mm. what corporate worship is and, like, stuff like that. But I'm talking about the way that I live my life in worship, being Mm. totally conscious of God and who He is and who I am in Him. That's, That's worship to me. Yeah. So, Andy, do you think that art can be a form of worship? Yes. Art be a form of worship. First response, yes. And in terms of how I would explain my opinion for that is I think when I read the Bible, I see a lot of very unconventional, very quirky, very, very unique characters that God calls to do his work. And I feel like so I want to I want to spin it this way. I think I think some people believe that oh, like I have to the art I make it has to glorify God, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like I think a lot of believers are like God will not be proud of me unless I make something that is directly tied to glorifying God, which means, mm. okay, like everything I do has to be centered in Christian lyrics. Everything I do has to come from a heart of, it has to be about love, compassion, patience, blah, blah, blah. But I think God, he gives to us freely. And he really like gives to us saying like, this is yours and I want you to be completely who you are, right? Of course, there's boundaries. Of course, there's, there's, um, limitations to everything there is you know there's moderation in everything but i think art becomes a form of worship when you realize there's a realization where it's like oh shoot yeah god has gifted me with this kind of mindset with this kind of ability and it wasn't sinful to necessarily make things without having god in mind but once you make that connection of the giver has given this to me and this is not my own and I love God, so I'm going to make things for God. I think that's when it can like really become worship. It's like, it's like this like realization that I, I love God and he give, gifted me these things and he allows me to think in this way. So now I'm going to be more intentional about that and I'm going to make things with him in mind, creating with them, you know? Yeah. So I think it's that realization. You got to make that realization. And I think I think that realization can be um, expressed in a lot of different ways. But I think V3, we talk about a lot. The biggest thing that we use to explain that is where is your heart? How is your heart with God? Um, do you love God? Like is your external expression of art and your external expression of worship um, a reflection of the internal thing that's going on with you and God? when you're not out there in the public, when you're with, when you're at home and how do you spend your time? And I think there's a correlation there, you know, it's a heart thing. So yes, art can be a form of worship, but I think it really has to come from the realization that this gift or this talent or this want to do this came from God and then being more intentional about making stuff and doing stuff for God. 
Wow, that's so yeah. good for sure. I concur with all of that. How about how about you though? <clears throat> I think you gave a really good answer, like just for the. Not just that it's general, but like you gave a good answer. I think that's something that people really could think about and consider. I would say my answer is a bit more personal.、Mm. I would say that art it goes so hand in hand with worship because, like I was saying earlier, art and producing art is such a vulnerable place, and worship is such a vulnerable place as well.、Mm. And like I was saying, when you put out art, you're letting people see who you are, right? Like when you're, whether it be choreography or songwriting or something else, you're displaying what's within you, what's on the inside, and that is scary because if people don't approve of something that you create, if people don't like something that you made, it's like a representation of you, and it's like. They almost don't like a part of you,、mm. and so it's very vulnerable to put your art out there. But that's where I said, like, for me, it tied back into worship and being God conscious, because then that's a part that is that I have to come to, that I've struggled to come to, still struggling to come to, where it's like. I don't want to experience rejection. I don't want to experience putting something out there that's coming from within and people not accept it. But then coming to that place of I'm already accepted. I already have、mm. approval from Christ, and that's living a life of worship and surrender, and totally my world revolving around Him. So for me, I would say that those two things with art. I think it's such a perfect opportunity to worship Christ because, for me, in my own personal life, my inability to be vulnerable and to always, never, almost never, want to let people see like my vulnerable state and what's truly inside, and that obviously would come out in art, and that's I think a perfect time to worship and to just.、Mm. Face, face those fears and the reality of people are not gonna like. Not everyone's gonna like you. Not everyone's gonna like what's inside of you or your thoughts. I'm sure、mm. there's people who are listening who probably disagree with me right now, and、yeah. that's okay. You know, but the fact of the matter is, is God's pleased with me and He approves、mm. of me already. So to me, those two things are definitely hand in hand. Well, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So I think the reason why we ask those type of questions is, I think, as believers, we may we want to always make sure we're in the right with God, if that makes sense. Like, am I doing this from a biblical place? Like, am I? Is this is this like correct of me to think this way? Is it easy? Is it even okay for me to? Think that I'm honoring God by making stuff for God, like in terms of art and stuff, you know. So a question that I have, that I've had to personally wrestle with, and I'm sure a lot of people have, is if you are a person that has a passion that may be not completely talked about in the Bible, like art, 
You know, it's not. It's never specified. You shall make art for God. It's never specified like that, unfortunately. But how do you know if your passions align with God's will? And that's a tough one. And we're not going. We're not going to give an ultimatum on that today, right? But <laughs>、yeah. like, like, how can we broach that conversation? Well, I mean, I guess you have to. The way I think about it, you have to really think about what are your passions first of all, and really think about what that word even means to you. Because some, I jokingly toss that word around, like, "Oh, I'm passionate about food. I'm passionate about everything. I just love life," you know. But then you have to really think about like what passion is to you. Um, so I feel like that would be a, a good question to honestly ask yourself: like, what are you truly passionate about? And Ooh, I、yeah. think about, you know, I've looked it up before. The definition of passion was suffering. One of the words in there was suffering, and you know, I've used this analogy before, but a ballerina who's passionate about dance, who's passionate about ballet. Her feet will bleed. She'll dance till her feet bleed. Or athletes who are passionate about their sports, they'll get concussions. You know, they suffer for these things that they're passionate about. Christ was passionate about us. He died for us.、Mm. So I think it's something you have to really sit back and ask yourself: What are you truly passionate about? First of all, and then to know if it aligns with God's will. I mean, to be honest, we don't really know God's will. Like. I think we all want to know God's will, but we won't really know it until you know maybe we're face to face with Him and He tells us.、Mm-hmm. But yeah, I have found freedom in knowing that if He gives us the desires of our hearts, delight in the Lord. That that goes before in that scripture. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. So if we're delighting in Him, if we're finding our joy in Him, if He's becoming the center of our universe, His plans for us, He will place those desires inside of us. Those desires that we have,、mm. and I think that those are definitely, as long as we give them up to God, those are definitely God-given desires. But even with God-given desires and dreams, sometimes in our fleshly nature, we tend to twist them and kind of exalt ourselves in a sense. Yeah, the heart is deceitful. Heart, that kind of yeah, deal, exactly.、Right? The heart is deceitful. So honestly, I would say that that's something that for me, I have to constantly go to God with and like. Okay, is this thing that I want to do for you because I feel that it'll give me a sense of worth and value, or is it because I genuinely am dying to myself and I want it to all be about you? Because I think、mm. that our、yeah. passions and our desires are good; they're from God. But、mm. even if they're from God, doesn't mean that we can go about them the right way. And because the heart is deceitfully、mm. wicked. The Bible says you'll know them by their fruits. So, Amen. Because we can't judge our own heart, we don't even know it. Only God knows it. Because we can't judge someone's else, someone else's heart, we can only know them by their fruits, the fruits and the things that they're displaying. 
So I would say that take a look at your fruits in your life. Do a lot of examining of your heart. And I don't think, I don't think God is so much caught up in the actual act of whatever it is we're doing. Like Paul made tents, right? To fund his ministry. I don't know if tents (laughs) is necessary. Sorry, why'd I I laugh? I don't know. (laughs) But I don't know if tent making is necessarily the most profound thing in life to do. Like who aspires to make tents? But it's, so I don't think God's always so caught up in our actual actions and what it is literally that we're doing as much as it is the fruit that we're producing. And what are the fruits of the spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Are you producing those fruit in your passions? Because if you're producing those fruit in your passions, then I would say it's aligning with God's will. That's so good. I think that's so... I think that really is so good for me and for maybe the listeners listening because it makes it so easy. It like makes it really easy. Like this, these are the things that God says in the Bible. When you're doing these things, are you producing this? Not nat- not I'm not saying are you winning awards for what you're doing, but like does it align with what God says is spiritual fruit? And I completely agree. If you do see fruit being produced, I think that's a huge indicator that it's aligning with God's will. Um, that's so good. And I think to be even more practical, like the people around you, like your own community, you can always kind of like, like what is the thing that you're doing? What kind of response does it attract? Right. And of course, like you have your close friends, right? You have your mentors, or maybe if you don't have mentors, you just have just your your siblings, right? Just people that are close to you, what do they say about the things that you're doing? I think that's a huge thing too. Because I think, especially with something about art, there's always this romantic idea of being like that artist of like me against <laughs> the world. But I think it literally says the body will help us. The body is there to help us. The body, the body is there to okay. sharpen us. So the church is there and the people are there. So the people around you too, what are they saying about the things that you're doing, the things that you're passionate about? And I think that can be another indicator of whether you might be going in the right direction. And I'm not going to say this is like a, like a thing mm-hmm. for everyone. There's always exceptions. Mm-hmm. Some people are wrong, you know, but yeah. I'm saying like, just like I think if you use what Ariel said about the fruit and you use maybe what I said about what do people say about what mm-hmm. you're doing, I think that can be a good practical way of viewing whether your passions align with God's will. Yeah. So that's yeah. so good. So would you say that that's kind mm-hmm. of like your answer in in your own life, Andy? Like with the things that you're passionate yeah. about, how do you know that that's aligning with God's will? Yeah. Like this is not the only like. Me and you, Ariel, we can talk about this for hours on end and we can dissect it in so many different ways. But personally, I think, um, yes, personally, how do I know if my passions align with God's will? I think it has a lot to do with kind of taking a step back. And this comes from evaluating where I am at life and asking myself, questions that maybe I don't think about 
on a day-to-day basis, questions like, God, do the things that I am going after, do they make you proud? Do they make you happy? And even the question that the, what you just said about like, is there fruit being produced from what I'm doing? And if I like, if there's a lot of, I guess, how do I say it? If there's, so a personal example, I think um, when I first started videography two years ago, oh, a year and a half ago about, and I made that decision to stop my accounting job. I had a nine to five accounting job for some of the people that don't know. I put that down for the sake of going for like freelance life, which um, is a little more inconsistent income wise. That's the best way I can say it. And I was kind of like, is am I just doing this because like I want to fulfill like a part of what I think makes me Andy like oh I want to be artistic or is this actual something that maybe God has put in my heart and then once I started doing it I realized I was getting a lot of inquiries most of the inquiries I got for jobs were from ministries and they were from like churches and even right now I'm like pre-recording my church's sermons during this quarantine period and when I see stuff like that I can't help but say I think my passions are aligning with God's will, you know, because it's like practically like I'm not doing like work that's like, I guess, not to like say this is bad work. I'm not like doing work that's like controversial or I'm not doing work that is like that can be problematic to people. It's actually leading me to get closer to my Mm. church, leading me to get closer to V3, leading me to get closer with artists who are trying to glorify God through their art. So I think that's that's for me a practical way that I'm kind of like, I think I'm on the right track. I think I'm where I need to be. Wow. So yeah, personally, that's how I kind I love of that. try I think that's it. a really good yeah. thing that you said. It's a good question to ask yourself. Am I pursuing this or is this something that I'm thinking about because it's what I feel I genuinely want to do? for God or is it because it's something that Mm -hmm. I view would be cool to do I don't know if Mm, that makes sense but no it makes sense I I feel that because there's been so many things in my life that I'm like I've wanted to pick up or do not necessarily because I'm even passionate about it as much as I feel like it'd be cool to be passionate about it you know, like, mm. oh, if I did this, I'd be so cool. <laughs> like, oh, if I took this craft <laughs> up, like that'd make me so unique rather than just generally going after what I feel. I'll I'll build up. Yeah, I'll build up like 10 value yeah, points. Yeah, exactly. I'll be more valuable. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dang. That's so many great nuggets. I feel like my mind is like trying to go even deeper than it already is. <laughs> but, uh, for the sake of time, for the sake of time, do you have any closing things that you want to leave the listeners with in terms of what we talked about art and worship? Um, hmm. I would say that these are all great questions. I think the reason why Andy, we talk about these things through the podcast is because these are things we think about. These are things that other people think about. And it's very important to be intentional Mm 
in your walk with God and to always mm. check your heart posture and check your motives. But at mm. the end of the day, I would say that there's no rule book. Like, mm. it, in a sense, it's not about following this certain rule book because we had rules, we had commandments, and clearly we can't follow them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's why Jesus had to die for us. I'm not saying to treat it carelessly, but rather than routine and being religious, it's all about relationships. So whatever mm. questions it is that you guys, the listeners may have, always, even before asking someone, always go to God first, always ask him, he will reveal it to you. Mm. He, he wants to be in communion with you. He wants to be in relationship with you. And I think that at the end of the day, Whatever it is that you do, if you're always going back to him, I think that that's truly what God honors, you know, is seeing his child. Because if he's our father and I go to my dad, I messed up. But if I go to my dad and I ask him, is it okay that I go out, you know, like at this time of night or is it okay that I do this? I don't think he gets mad that I'm asking, why would you ask that? Like, why would you Mm. ask if you could do that? I think my dad is happy that I care enough about him to ask his permission to ask what he thinks about something because I love him and he delights in that and so I think that God just delights in you bringing him these things to him because it's a relationship not just reading cans and can'ts out of the Bible Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah so good wow okay let's do some rapid fire questions Andy let's do it okay I'll ask you, do you want to, I'll ask you one. You ask me one. I'll ask you one. Yes. Let's do okay. That. Okay. Um, singing or playing the guitar? Singing. Okay. Playing the flute or singing? Singing. <laughs> I love singing. Okay. The same then. <laughs> um, okay. Dessert or dinner? Dinner for sure. That's, I love food over dessert. FaceTime or phone call? Uh, FaceTime. FaceTime, okay, okay. Lord of the Rings or Pixar movies? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, pho or Korean food? Oh! <laughs> Korean food. Korean food. Smoothie or boba? Boba. Okay. Um, ice cream or frozen yogurt? Frozen yogurt. Definitely. Okay. Thank you guys for tuning into our podcast. Hope you guys got a lot of takeaways from this episode where we talked about art and worship. I know it can be a topic that might not be a black and white kind of thing. It's something that you have to reflect a lot about. But I would definitely encourage you guys to think about it, reflect on it. And the more you come away with your own personal insight and revelations, I feel like it can be a source of um, insight for other people. So please just uh, keep thinking about these things. And if you guys have any uh, comments or questions, please um, DM us on our Instagram at the V3Dance or email us. So yeah, we appreciate you guys for tuning in and we'll catch you again next time.